Welcome to the Safe Haven Podcast. I am your host, Amanda. The Safe Haven Podcast is a space for you to be real, raw, emotional, vulnerable, hilarious, and or completely carefree. This podcast offers a space for stories to be shared about the lights and darks, highs and lows of life in a judgment-free zone. Join me and my powerful guests as we dive into a variety of conversations and topics. Listen from where you are as you are. Think, laugh, and cry along with us, whether you're in your car, in the kitchen, chasing your kids, running your business, caregiving for someone that you love, getting a mani-pedi while you're in the hospital, a treatment center, sitting on the deck, on the dock, or out for a run. These weekly stories and messages will hit you right in the heart, fill up your cup, recharge your spirits. Joining me today is someone that I have known for the very large majority of my life, Heather Kennedy. Now, Heather Schmidt. Heather is going to be extremely vulnerable with us today, opening up about one of the worst days of her life and the months and years that have followed. But before I open up this space to Heather, I just wanted to tell you about how this day resonated with me. And like many significant events that happen in our lives, we can often remember what we were wearing, what we were doing, who we were with, um, the weather outside when something like this happens. And I remember quite vividly, uh, it was the morning of October 20th, 2011. And I was sitting in a math class, mucking around on Facebook, probably should have been paying attention. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I started seeing these R.I.P. Ryan, rest in peace, you know, we'll get those effers, um, just awful, awful things. And, but you know, in Facebook, you can actually tag someone's name. So I started seeing that it was linked to Ryan Kennedy. And so I clicked it and then I'm thinking, rest in peace, Ryan. And it didn't register with me. So I remember, you know, my heart racing and sitting beside some of my best friends in university and just getting up. And I, I said to my prof, I said, I've, I have to leave. And I called my sister and I just said, Allison, I'm on Facebook. Like, what the hell's going on? And she said, yeah, she said, um, she said, Ryan, Ryan Kennedy was killed. So that's kind of where we started. And as I pass this space over to Heather, um, a huge thank you to Heather even before we begin about opening up her heart and her soul to us today because this is a, it's a big, heavy topic to talk about, but I really think that sharing her, one of the darkest, the darkest things in her life with us is really going to just kind of, you know, allow us to understand, you know, where Heather has been and where she's come from and where she's at today and how this has really shaped her life and hopefully we'll end on a super positive note about her beautiful son and beautiful marriage and new job. So Heather, thank you so much for being with us. I am honored to be here. I really appreciate your time. Thanks. Now I know that you're going to be sharing, you know, some pretty deep, dark stuff with us, but I know that October 19th and 20th were um, some of the worst days of your life. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. I don't actually ever really think about anyone else mm-hmm. and what they were doing. Yeah. Um, and so when you're recounting where you were in that moment, you know, I, it, I get very selfish and I, I, I don't think about that because this is something mm-hmm. that has happened to the whole community. Mm. You know, it's, it's a tragedy that happened in our small town of Minden. Mm-hmm. And as much as it has affected me, I know it has affected at least five people in the room, you know, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, many of the listeners, I'm sure, have mm-hmm. been affected by this loss for our community. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't just me. It wasn't just my family. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't just his friends. Like, it's it's everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a massive news story for Minden, just yeah. to put that lightly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a pretty normal day for mm-hmm. me. Uh, at the time, I had been, you know, working two jobs like I do. I had just started my job at the Highlander. I'd been there for two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I was still bartending part-time at uh, the Wild Moose right. at the Wigamog. And, uh, you know, like a typical night was kind of slow in there. And I called my brother. Said, hey man, come watch the hockey game. <laughs> you know, like I typically would. I'll, I'll get you some wings, yeah. you know. Pull what I could do. Um and I uh, said, oh, no, no, I'm going to go to a buddy's place and watch a hockey game. I was like, oh, okay, fine. You know, I get it. Mm-hmm. Your sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, wasn't an abnormal response. Yeah. Uh, so he went to the friend's place and watched a hockey game. Yeah. You know, just hanging out with his buddies. And, uh, yeah, I, I got home after cleaning up the bar and get settled into bed and get a phone call from my parents pretty late they wanted to talk to Derek at the time you know he's now my husband (laughs) Uh, but at the time he was my boyfriend of just over a year uh, like 14 months you know and uh, my dad wanted to talk to him said you guys need to come here right now don't let Heather drive mom's okay so I said Okay, get me over to my parents' place. We got dressed right away, went over. Uh, you know, it was probably one of the worst moments of my life, driving in there. My brother's truck wasn't there. He had the little red Chevy S10 mm-hmm. <laughs> with the white cap. Yeah. It was like a old township truck. <laughs> Stupid stereo in it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he loved that truck. And uh, I noticed that his truck wasn't there, but I thought, you know, no, no. He's just, he's had buddies. It's fine. And, uh, and then my parents told me. I didn't believe them. I thought, no. No. My brother wasn't killed. We live in Minden. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I actually remember saying a few times, this doesn't happen here. Mm-hmm. Um. Had know, they I, told you at that point more than the fact that he had just been killed? What do you mean? So had they told you how? Oh, no, because we didn't know. Okay. We we didn't know many details at the very beginning. Right, okay. Um, we just knew he he went to the Minden Hospital and he was pronounced dead. Right. Um, he did die on the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's, we know a lot more now than we did then. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, I just remember not believing them because I was like, no, that doesn't happen here. Um, and then the day, it kind of... Everything else kind of blurs into one. Um, I remember calling people, though. I called my boss at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning saying I couldn't come into work. Like, that was a priority. Yeah. Um, For me at the time, you Mm -hmm. know, getting a good job. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Just being two weeks in, that was a priority for me. And uh, I remember him saying, why are you calling me? Like, Mm -hmm goodbye, you know, like, sorry, and you deal with this, and you take whatever you need, you know, and, uh, I remember calling his friends, Mm -hmm. just 
two in particular that I knew I had to tell because they need to know or they need to come over or they need to they need to process it and I didn't want you know I knew with social media mm-hmm, and this mm-hmm. was what eight years ago mm-hmm. almost uh I knew it'd still get out and I wanted them to hear from us mm-hmm. versus thinking wondering if it was real like you yeah. said you had uh so I called them myself and that was hard Mm-hmm. I was, and I called them right before they went to work, or I even think the one I did call at work, because um, I knew where he worked, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Small right. town, right? Um, and, uh, and that was hard, you know? And then, I, it all kind of blurs in together after that. Um, there was a lot of family over, a lot of friends, a lot of food, mm-hmm. um, a lot of questions, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I became pretty closed off and just kind of dealt with what I had to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I gathered a bunch of photos of them, like 700 photos. You know, there was a um, combination of photos at his celebration of life. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I made his, like, obituary card. You know, I wasn't going to let just anyone do that. because mm-hmm. my graphic designing abilities. Right. <laughs> Um, and I wanted to pick the photo and mom and dad wanted to do all that. And, and, uh, and they got all four suspects, criminals, uh, within three days, Mm -hmm. which is pretty unheard of. Mm -hmm. Um, without going into, um, you know, the details that mm -hmm. are super deep and dark, um, just for our listeners, can you just give us kind of a brief on what had happened? Yes. So it was a home invasion, mm-hmm. uh, basically gone wrong. Um, well, gone wrong in our eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, he was at a buddy's place watching a hockey game with some friends, mm-hmm. like any typical night. Yeah. Um, and uh, the home was then invaded. Uh and he was in the wrong place at the wrong time mm-hmm. uh, and lost his life. Um, you know, his his friend didn't come out unscathed. Uh, he was quite injured as well mm-hmm. and was probably left for dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe they actually thought they did kill him, mm-hmm. uh, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm actually grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Okay. It's okay. So, I'm actually grateful for that. Because without him, we wouldn't actually have a lot of answers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's, it's interesting, right? Because people yeah. expect you to be mad. Mm-hmm. But we're not. I mean, and I'm speaking for my parents... Um, you know, they've basically given me all rights to speak for them. (laughs) Uh, you know, it, if he had died as well, we wouldn't, we wouldn't know half the things we know. Right. You know, um, I don't think the sentencing was, would have been as harsh. Um, you know, there was a key witness Mm -hmm. that was alive Mm -hmm. and I mean, that doesn't even happen in movies. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful mm-hmm. that he's still here. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's amazing, actually. And yeah. I don't know if I've ever really said that. So it's yeah. 
It's emotional. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, so all four of them, all four of the suspects were caught. Mm-hmm. Uh, one did not go into the home, uh, but three did. And uh, so they were caught, which is crazy because, I mean, two were caught in Minden. One was caught, oh, can't quite remember now. And the other was caught in Scarborough. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, very widespread. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that they, they weren't from here and from Toronto. They drove all the way here yeah. for a home invasion. Right. Uh, hopeful robbery, which they didn't end up with much. Mm-hmm. Um, to get all of them mm-hmm. was a blessing, I guess you would say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can imagine that that would have just been such a roller coaster. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I can't even put myself in those shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about how, you know, cause you and I talk all the time, yeah. but <laughs> just even for our listeners, you know, how, how this event has shaped your life afterwards. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, that that event has definitely taken a big piece of me mm-hmm. away, mm-hmm. but I also think it's really built me up as a person. Right. So I tend to definitely now not judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't know someone else's story. You don't know their struggles. You don't you don't know what they've been through to get to where they are. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, and then. Yeah, you just, you don't know what you don't know. I mean, I know right. that's cliche, but it's, right. it's, you can't assume, you know, someone's grumpy that day. You don't know what happened to them. No. Don't get upset. That's like, right. they, everyone has their own troubles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, there were days after that I was pretty dark and dreary, and I'm a pretty bubbly person. Yeah. And, um... But everyone knew what had happened to me because right. I was still here. So it was definitely something <laughs> that you couldn't hide from. No, no, you can't hide from it. Um, and that was hard for the longest time. I actually did try to hide. And in this small town, that is uh, a little difficult. <laughs> yeah. um, I remember actually going to the grocery store for the first time, like, a couple months after. Mm-hmm. And it was a big deal. I mean, yeah. Derek was very proud of me. He was with me. And making me laugh about some funky looking carrot Mm -hmm. and I was laughing and I hadn't laughed like that in a long time Mm -hmm. and someone had actually come up to me in the grocery store hadn't even seen them Mm -hmm. and they just put their hand on my shoulder and said it's so good to see you smile and it's like thanks buddy Mm -hmm. like let me let me do my thing, you know? And I actually ended up leaving because I yeah. felt so awkward about it. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I shouldn't be smiling. So right. there's a lot, there's a lot of times in my life that it shaped me to, it kind of pulled me back the odd time from like a good experience. Hmm. I'd be like, Ooh, should I be happy about this? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, not that people were judging me, but just because people knew what I went through. Right. So if I was happy, Oh, that was extra good that I was happy, you know, made me kind of feel like, or that expectation that you shouldn't be happy or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right? So that was, that was difficult, Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, or people would look at you and Mm -hmm. then they'd give you that head tilt 
Mm. I always got the pity head tilt, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and my last name at the time, still being Kennedy, was a big thing. People would, you know, especially, like, I mean, right after it happened, Kennedy, they just knew, Mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, and I was quoted in the newspaper and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually was on the record, uh, when I didn't request to be on the record, I was, a uh, with a coworker anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it, it was hard because people would be reading the stories and the updates on the trial. And so Kennedy, Kennedy. Yeah. Oh. Your name was everywhere. My name was everywhere. Yeah. And, and then they'd be like, Oh, you know, see, mm-hmm. that was hard. Um, and it was actually a big reason why when I did get married. <laughs> well, cause I remember for the longest time you had said like, I want to keep my last name. That's who I, I totally... am. That's my identity. And, yeah. and I remember I was actually quite, now I understand, yeah. but I remember being quite surprised when you had told me that you had officially changed your name thinking, wait a second. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, I also, yeah, I just, I knew after that, I mean, I'm still very proud of Kennedy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I love it. And yes. it's a big part of me. And sometimes I still say, oh yeah, Heather Kennedy. I mean, Schmidt, like I forget to introduce myself as Heather Schmidt. Yeah. Um, but it, it was hard with Kennedy for a while, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's difficult. And then I've actually had a couple times, uh, recently, um, people have talked about the murder. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that they're talking to me about right, it right. because they know me as Heather Schmidt. Right. And that has been awkward because they're like, oh, that poor guy, you know, that poor young man. And, you know, I'm like, oh, Ryan Kennedy. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Did you hear about that? I'm like, did I yeah, ever? Yeah. Yeah. My maiden name's Kennedy. That was my brother. And they just, it's unbelievable, actually. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So. So. Then that has clearly impacted your identity. Oh, yes. too. And I've, so yeah. have you ever had opportunities, um, I guess, to maybe share that in a way that has just kind of made you feel better about the situation or, um, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, or yeah. an opportunity maybe to actually share your story with someone that you think needed to hear it. Yeah. There's definitely, there's people that I've met before that you know, you meet them and you kind of, you find out the little stuff, right? Mm. Like when you first meet someone, you don't go into the big heavy stuff. Yes. Um, but as you grow and you get to know them, um, you know, you find out more things and then Mm -hmm. you find out, oh, they, they did have a sibling. What does that mean? You know, like you, um, I think I was saying to you earlier in our previous conversation, (laughs) um, you know, a lo- a very loaded question for me mm-hmm. that is not a loaded question for most people is, mm-hmm. do you have any siblings? Right. I don't know how to answer that now. Mm-hmm. So, because if I say no, mm-hmm. then that just kills me, yeah. kills every being in my body mm-hmm. because I, you know, have had a set, had a sibling mm-hmm. my whole life. Mm-hmm. And then if I say yes, well the conversation carries on into, oh, great, what do they do? Brother, sister, you know, younger, older? Yeah, are you close? Do they have kids? Blah, yes. Blah, blah. you live close? Right. Yeah. It, And then that leads into a whole nother thing. And mm-hmm. then do you take on the, well, actually, he was killed when he was 21. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you gauge mm-hmm. a normal conversation, you know? Right. 
Um, but I have found it's I've I can read people a little bit better now mm-hmm. in social situations mm-hmm. where I'm just meeting them. I can assess out whether it's like a deep conversation or not, and then sometimes people who have also lost siblings just kind of come up with it and you're right. like oh I know what you're talking about they're like they look at you like you don't know what I'm talking about it's like oh I do you know yeah so I think maybe that's been an easier way to share it mm-hmm. is if people have like a common loss I don't know I yeah, mean absolutely not that you want to like have a lost siblings group I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, like just even just to support one another or to have that support network for sure. Yeah, or it comes up in conversation and someone says, oh, actually, my husband lost their sister. You know, like, and it can be a totally different situation, but... Well, people find comfort in that. Yeah. Right? Totally. Creating that similarity. Being relatable, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Relatability is huge. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you did mention something earlier about there have been times where you have been introduced as... <gasps> yeah. Would you like to tell us about that? Yes. Um, so a lot of the times I am... I am very... It it kind of has become part of my ad- identity. Yeah. Not by choice, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know, if you asked me who I am as a person, it's, oh, I'm creative, I'm fun, I'm outgoing, I'm yeah. intelligent, I, you know, and... I exude happiness, you know, and that's how I would love to be described. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the times, if people have just heard about me in passing or um, are introducing me, actually just on the May long weekend, uh, introducing me to someone, you know, oh, Heather's brother was killed in Minden in 2011. It's like, thanks, buddy, but that's not who I am. Like, that... And that happens a lot more than I would like. Mm-hmm. Um, with, well, it obviously could take a super great day, too, and A super it. great day. You know, it. a couple bevies in, sit, sitting around a fire mm-hmm. on May 2-4 weekend. Mm-hmm. And that was how I was introduced to someone that I didn't know. It was mm-hmm. some guy that lived in Perry Sound, right. you know? Um, so very weird, right? That, that stuff's still happening. Yeah. And earlier you had mentioned something so profound that, you know, when you look at your social network and you look at the people that are in your life, I'll let you steal this one from me because Mm -hmm. this is just perfect about, you know, who you choose to surround yourself by. This to me is just so powerful. Yeah. So in all of the court trial, Mm -hmm. uh, my brother's case, we had the crown defending Ryan or the people of Ryan Kennedy, basically, mm-hmm. um, we had to give impact statements. Mm-hmm. And so I had to sit on the stand and sit there in front of these four, I, you know, I don't even really want to call them men. I don't know what to call them, but mm-hmm. it's four guys. Um, and I had to tell the court and the jury and the judge and all the other people, their family members, etc., um, how this event has impacted my life. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the beginning thinking, this is ridiculous. Like, how do you not know how this has impacted my life? I yeah. lost my little brother. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents have lost their son. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, what do you mean? We're mm-hmm. tight-knit family. Like, this has ruined us, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it hasn't, but um, that's because we're strong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um But I remember there was a point in it, and I I don't even think I had this written down in my impact statement, 
Um, but I looked at the judge and I said to him, you know, I have, I, I pride myself on surrounding myself with mm-hmm. kind people, people that I want in my life and, you know, people that will lift me up. Mm-hmm. And these four men now have impacted my life, not by my choosing. And that was hard for me mm-hmm. that knowing that these four guys are in my life now forever, mm-hmm. no matter what I do, mm-hmm. they will always impact my life some way, somehow. And I didn't put them in my life, mm-hmm. you know, cause if someone's in my life and they don't work, I get them out of my life. Right. And you know, I pride on my friendships. I'm very proud of who I have in my life, in my circles and in my family. And mm-hmm. it, it's hard for me to think that they have such a big impact on me now and I don't even know them. I don't know them. I don't want to know them. And they know a huge part of me now. Yeah. And that's not fair. No. Because I didn't ask for them to know me. Right. You know, it's, that's difficult. Mm -hmm. So the court case has been finalized or over for about two years now. About that, yes. And so is there any sense of relief now that that's over? I mean, yeah, I yeah. guess. Um, I, maybe because it closed some more doors. Mm-hmm. So we got we got some more answers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we definitely got a little bit more information than we bargained for. Mm-hmm. Um, to yeah. just put that out there. Yeah. Um, but it definitely... I remember when I actually found out that everything was done, I had been working a trade show, an art show for local glass blowers. Actually, I was in BC or Vancouver. Yeah, Vancouver. And, and, um, it, I knew the trial was coming to an end. I didn't really want to be in town. You know, it was a great time for me to get out of town. And, uh, and I remember finding out everything was done and I just sat down on the phone with my parents and I cried, mm-hmm. but I think it was a sense of relief because mm-hmm. it just, okay, that's it. We're done. You know, I mean, we're not, uh, cause there's all these other situations of appealing and what mm-hmm. have you. Um, but the court, it was, it was a long haul. It was a long case, a long trial. It was, it went on for way too long. Um, and I think you just kind of, we wanted to know what the sentence were, not that any time would ever be enough. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, nothing would ever be enough. Well, because it doesn't bring them back. No. So I, we always, as a family, would keep talking to each other mm-hmm. like that. We would tell each other that. It doesn't matter the number because nothing's going to be good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and that helped us get through that for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, it's so beautiful that you guys are as tight-knit as you are because oh. you essentially carried each other through this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we we were already a close family, the yeah. four of us. Yeah. Like, we were abnormally weird and loved to hang out with each other. <laughs> um, especially as we, as Ryan and I got older, we just, mm-hmm. we loved hanging out with our parents. Mm-hmm. They're cool people. <laughs> Tell everyone about um, when you guys went in July, July 1st. Oh, yes. So, actually, the year that Ryan died, um, July 1st, uh, Ryan had tickets to the Tragically Hip on Canada Day in Toronto and Weezer was playing and Hey Rosetta and 
it was a beautiful summer day, and he wanted to go with his sister. Mm-hmm. He, I was like, Dude, his little sister. <laughs> his, his, he always called me little sis because I was so much shorter than him. Yeah. Um, he had like a good foot and a half on me, mm-hmm. like easy. Anyways, uh, um, and he wanted to take me, and I was like, Ugh, you just want me to drive you, you know? <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 I want, I can drive. I want you to go. And, and he did. He wanted me to go with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh my gosh, it was. It's probably one of my most memorable moments with him. Um, you know, we're sitting in this field in Toronto and it was huge concert. We were there so early and we got t-shirts and he was hanging out with the Jägermeister girls. Of course. he would. (laughs) You know, uh, he got like so much free swag. Like the guy had charm. Yeah. Um, just bat those eyelashes and, you know, and, uh. And we had so much fun. We there was this big beach ball going around, and there was fireworks at the end. And and I, he did look at me. He was like, "I wouldn't want to be here with anyone else." That's so beautiful, Heather. Yeah, it it was it was such a great day, mm-hmm. you know. And I still I got the t shirt. Yeah, I Been pride there. and joy. Got the t shirt. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it it was such a huge memory for me yeah you know and it's funny because in that moment i didn't think it would be a huge memory right but now when i think back to it i'm like yes i'm so glad we did that a whole day together like yeah that. There, mm-hmm. there's so many things that we did too together mm-hmm. but that was one of them that it just oh it sticks out for me yeah like so much happiness yeah yeah it was so good is there anything that he ever did that just drove you crazy oh gosh um like so many things. Uh, <laughs> gosh, that, that one put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> Trick ya. He uh, would always listen to ridiculous rap music. Yeah. And I mean, I like rap music, mm-hmm. but he would just listen to it so loud. If you ever sat in his truck, it's like his the seats would just vibrate at you. <laughs> You'd feel it in your lungs. You would just feel it <laughs> through your whole body. Yeah. Oh, your fingertips, you know? Um, So that would annoy me. And when he was younger, yeah, he would always wear his pants around his butt. Yeah, he did. He always did. Pull up your pants, man. (laughs) Gosh. um, What else? Oh, he always, like, messed with his hair. Mm -hmm. Because he always had, like, the weird, wispy He was the pre-Bieber. Yeah. yeah. Pre-Bieber, totally. Um, You know? Mm-hmm. That would annoy me. <laughs> but, you know, and, like, when we were little, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he was an annoying little brother. Yeah. That's normal, you know? And as we grew up, we just, we became friends. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he came to Barry a couple times. Yeah. yeah. Of course. I mean, oh, yeah, I'll come hang out with my sister and her college roommates. Like, <laughs> yeah. I look back at him like, that was so sweet. <laughs> I just wanted to hang out with a bunch of ch- college chicks. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we became friends, yeah. you know, he would, I, he called me, I remember too, you know, it was, uh, in the summer of 2011 and, uh, he called me and said, like, Hey little sis, what's going on? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, I'm just on the back deck having a beer. It's been a rough day, you know? And, mm-hmm. and he's like, Oh, well I'm around the corner. I'll be right there. Mm-hmm. And he brings up some beers and butter tarts from like the little tart. <laughs> <laughs> and... It was so nice. We sat there on the back deck and just drank these beers and ate these butter tarts. And so good. It was such a good day. It, you know, and and he he had that way about him of just 
brightening anyone's day, mm-hmm. you know, and whether it was he just cracked that little crooked smile at you mm-hmm. or he just gave mm-hmm. you a little grin, he just, he was warm. And you know how many people he touched and how many mm-hmm. people just adored him yeah. when his celebration of life had like a thousand people show up. Yeah, it was nuts. Teachers, community <sighs> members, yeah. friends, family, just incredible. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean... I honestly think his whole high school football team showed up. Mm-hmm. And, like, some of them were in full-on suits. Yeah. And, you know, elementary school, kindergarten. I think his kindergarten teacher was there. Yeah. Um, you know, it was it was crazy. I mean, I know I hugged every single person that day. I, don't, it, I mean, I couldn't tell you who was all there. Mm-hmm. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's a blur. Um, but uh, it was good. It was it was something that he would have wanted. Yeah, you know we and we kept true to him. I think in a lot of that, um, and then afterwards, in lovely Minden fashion, uh, we all went to the Rockcliffe after, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like basically the only drinks served that night were his drinks. Right, so it was Canadian whiskey and tequila. Mm-hmm. It was a. It was a good night. Yeah. Um, packed. I don't know if I've seen it that packed since, to be honest. And now yeah. it's closed. Yeah. Um, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it that was that was beautiful. Yeah. You know, and and uh, having all walks of life there too. I mean, mm-hmm. older people, younger people, like parents, friends, family, anyone that he touched, they were there. Like he. He had so many different types of friends mm-hmm. and so many different hobbies that, you know, mm-hmm. it, it brought him into so many other people's lives. It was just, it was really neat to see the kind of people that shaped him, you know, and I, it was, I was very, I was and am very proud to be his sister. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. When do you feel most connected to him? All the time. I feel like he's always around. Yeah. I mean... Definitely when I uh, got married, I felt like he was there. I mean, he was in my locket that I usually wear. Yes. Um, he's always there with me. Um, but he's just, I think we're just always going to be connected. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't ever, I don't ever worry about that, you know. And mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting when people do pass on, sometimes you worry about, you know, forgetting their laugh or their smile or what they sound like and I don't worry about that he's I feel like he's just always still here with me mm-hmm. you know and and I yeah I mean I, I feel him in important moments and sometimes at the most random times you yeah. know I just kind of get that like oh hey buddy what's up you know yeah. I remember for the f- first few months after he had passed there's all these little things that brought him right to my mind um i'd be driving and then all of a sudden a deer would just not pop out onto the road like they normally do would just kind of walk up onto the road and then would sit there and then would stare at you and then would go back and then walk off the road and i'm like okay man i know you're here hi you know um and it just a lot of the times, and mm-hmm. if I was hanging out with one of his friends, actually, because I did that a lot after, um, just so I could feel even closer with him. Yes, of course. And uh, moments like that would happen. Like, it would be pouring rain, and then we'd be talking about Ryan, and then it would stop, and it'd be sunny, 
and as movie cliche as it is, you'd see like a deer come out of the bush and you're like, oh, okay, hey man, you know? Um, And that happened actually a few times. So deer, deer really resonated. Yeah, deer. I don't know why. It's just... Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Never really put that together, actually. Yeah. Huh. I love that. Yeah. Me too. Very cool. Yeah. So I'm curious about how the perspective of this event, this tragedy, Mm -hmm. awful event, life-changing for sure, um, how your perspective now that you're a mom has shifted. Mm. Yeah. Um, That one's tough, right, for me? Um, Because... You can tell us about Gordon. Yeah, of course. Um, So I actually... Derek and I, it was a big decision to have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, well, kid. <laughs> um, because, you know, after you after you lose a sibling and you, you kind of get your beautiful bubble popped, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I feel like all of us that live in Minden kind of live in this little beautiful rainbow butterfly bubble of a world, yeah. right? Because it's a beautiful community. It takes a village to raise a kid, mm-hmm. you know. It's very true for this community. And uh, I remember kind of thinking in my dark days, like, oh, I don't, I don't want to bring a kid into this world. I can't. There's nasty people here. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me some time and some therapy to get over that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a discussion with my husband about whether we should actually have a child uh, and then we said, you know what? We, we need to, like, we, we felt like we wanted to bring some more happiness to our family, mm-hmm. to our life, to, you know, I wanted, I wanted to have a little human that would have a little bit of Ryan, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Gordon does. I mean, he, he's, he's got the same character. Mm-hmm. He's always happy. He, he's a great spirit. I mm-hmm. think Gordon is just beautiful. He is. <laughs> yeah. And, and I love biased, that his middle but... name is the same, Ryan James. Yeah, so Gordon we James. named our son Gordon James mm-hmm. Schmidt. Yeah. Um, so Ryan's middle name was James. Yeah. Derek's middle name was James. Mm-hmm. My dad's name is James. Yeah. Um, so it was a pretty important name. For mm-hmm. us, uh, you know, a lot of people actually have asked me, how come you didn't name him Ryan? And I'm like, well, one, we didn't know we were having a boy. <laughs> yeah. But two, that that would have been too difficult for me. Yeah. And that's a selfish reason. But I also think that but, it just keeps Ryan as Ryan. Yeah. You know? Well, and that, you know, that too, I didn't want, didn't want to take away from Ryan. You know, mm-hmm. he only had 21 years with us, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't want to, Yeah. I, I couldn't do yeah. that yet, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I strayed away from your question a little bit. Oh, but... gosh, you're nailing it. Don't <laughs> even worry about this. this is, well, it's you're... hard. You get on to something, right? Absolutely. And you just kind of keep going with it. Um, but, uh, yeah, having having Gordon has been a big light yeah. to all of this. Like, I mean, I know it's they're not even related, but... You know, the decision to have him was huge because I wasn't sure if I could handle another really emotional event, Mm -hmm. you know? And this Mm -hmm. is emotional on the other side of things, Mm -hmm. you know? 
Um, so that's... Well, now you're a mom, too, so I remember. Yeah. So, you know, being the mom now, I, uh, or being a mom, um, it has put things into perspective for me, for my parents, Mm -hmm. you know? I don't know how they have done as well as they they have, Mm -hmm. um, losing a child. Um... Cause I couldn't they have each other. That. They have each other, and they have you. And I know, but it's it's unbelievable, you know, mm-hmm. what they've gone through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it wasn't always mm-hmm. easy. Like they, there's been some rocky times, but they they're there for each other. And yeah, I know, I know, I've definitely been a rock for them. Mm-hmm. But you know, they've been there for me too. It's. You know, and there's still days where we call each other and we're just like, whoa, you know, and you just have this big cry over the phone because something happened or some moment or you were just thinking about him, thinking about Ryan. And we, we kind of love that. You know, we also don't focus as a family. We've been working on this for almost eight years. We don't focus on the day he died, mm-hmm. you know, um, Sometimes my mom will call me and say, oh, you know what day it is? I'm like, yep. But in my eyes, it's just any other day. Yeah. I would rather celebrate his birthday. Mm. I would rather acknowledge his birthday. I would rather acknowledge any other day, you know? So to me, I don't acknowledge October 19th, you know? Yeah, of course. I just act like it's any other day. And I mean, in a positive way, I can Mm -hmm. acknowledge that it happened, but... We I try know, not to dwell on it. Yeah, and I know that that's even a day, even just because actually my parents' anniversary is October 19th, so that always has stuck it in my mind as being, you know, it's a good day and then it's also, also like that terrible day. Yeah. Um, but I well, I don't, and people still reach out to me on that day. Yeah, I know, heart emojis or, yeah. Yep. Every, you know, sometimes starting at 6 a.m. Yep, all day. Um, For the last eight years, people still, and I, I love it, I'm. it's okay, but I would rather people reach out to me on his birthday mm-hmm. or, you know, some mm-hmm. other significant day, you know, yeah. 420, like, yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. You yeah, know, yeah. message me that you're thinking about my brother. Like yeah. that would be fine. Yeah. I don't, I don't want it to be that day because mm-hmm. that was such a horrible day for so many people. Yeah. You know, and, and that might be maybe some of the coping me- mechanisms that they have kind of totally, you know, that I mean, it's just maybe their way of, of feeling connected or kind mm-hmm. of trying to offer support or love as they continue grieving. Yes. Right? And, and I mean, I welcome it to mm-hmm. be honest. Mm-hmm. I, there's a, um, a rest in peace memorial Facebook page yep. for Ryan and you know, I'm part of it. I don't really partake in a lot of yeah. it, but I do read everything. Everything anyone puts up there, I read. Mm-hmm. My mom engages in a lot of stuff, but she's yeah. a little bit social yeah. media not savvy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I I welcome it. You know, it's because everyone does need to grieve. You know, mm-hmm. and and I've had a few messages. You know, where is Ryan's grave? Because we don't have his name on it. Um, just because we that was a hard decision too. Yeah. Um, you know, but people, people that want to know, know, and anyone that wants to know, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's not hidden. It's just, it, it was hard, I think, for my parents to put his name on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Absolutely. You go visit him often? 
I do. Yeah, I do. Um, and randomly, like I don't, yeah. I don't like to go there for, for a reason or on a certain day, you know, like some days I'll just be like, Ooh, I'm thinking about him, you know? And I'll be like, I'm going to Minden. See you later. You yeah, know? Yeah. Um, I've taken Gordon there yeah. many, many times. Um, Derek, I think has stopped by even without me before. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just kind of sometimes when I need to kind of center myself or, I ask him a question or mm-hmm. just kind of need to be more with him, I guess. Like, yeah. I, I feel like he's always with me, but I feel like there, he's, his essence is there. Mm. He's, you know, and he's, it's in a great place in the Minden mm-hmm. gravesite, yeah. graveyard. Yeah. So it's, you know, yeah, I go there a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I bet. And people are still leaving stuff for them, and I, I really enjoy that. Yeah, that's... New that's, lights and wreaths every once in a while, and flowers. really and, beautiful. Yeah, and like St. Patty's Day trinkets, because he loves St. Patty's Day. <laughs> you know, oh, that kind of cute. stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very sweet. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So how do you think you will share Uncle Ryan mm. with little Gordon James? Oh. Yeah, that one's tough. I mean, we we've decided that he will he will definitely know who Uncle Ryan is. Mm-hmm. Um and I I'm I'm very sad when I think about the fact that he won't actually ever meet him. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. one always gets me. <laughs> but I think you know, when he's old enough, I guess, to understand that something like that can happen to someone so kind and beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it will be easy on him. It's going to be hard on me, mm-hmm. right? I think because Gordon won't actually have a connection with him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he may think that he'll love him and know him from what we've told him, but don't know if he'll actually have that connection so it'll probably be easier for him and harder for me mm-hmm. to kind of tell him what mm-hmm. happened of course yeah and that'll just come organically i think yeah just as he ages and yeah I as think... he as he ages and has those really hard questions that every parent navigates yeah you know and figures out how to actually properly answer that <laughs> yeah of course yeah so I do think about that a lot, um, you know, and, and Derek's only got a sister mm-hmm. and her husband, you know, so mm-hmm. he doesn't have a lot of aunts and uncles. Um, he's got a lot, a lot of aunties. Yes. <laughs> and he's a well-loved child, mm-hmm. um, you know, but yeah, so that will be difficult because, you know, there was no other siblings, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that will come in time. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It will. And I think that you'll just know when the right time is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any mementos? Yes, I have a f- I have a few. Yeah. A ribbon? Oh, yes. <laughs> so, I have this one that I've had with me, I, I mean, for at least, <laughs> what, 12, 13 years. Uh, one Christmas... Ryan always had this thing. He would wrap my gifts in like, <laughs> like tuck a tape. Sense of humor. <laughs> Stupid sense of humor. 
Um, he would wrap my gifts in tuck tape and not like one long piece. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bajillion little cut pieces. Like it would have taken him a long time to wrap this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, one year it seemed kind of big, but as I was peeling back the layers of tuck tape, I tell you, like this stuff does not (laughs) come off of itself, let alone anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, and I worked it and I mean, Christmas morning, Everyone else took a break. They were getting Baileys and their coffee, and I'm here. I am trying to unwrap this thing and thinking it's going to be a good one. And I get to the bottom of it, and it's an air freshener for my car. <laughs> air freshener. Um, it was a pink ribbon. Yeah. Uh, breast cancer ribbon. Didn't even smell good. Um, but it's been in my car so long, <laughs> still to this day. I yeah. I have to put it in the new car. Um. But it's faded. Yeah. It's gross. It's yeah. like, I think it's see-through now. Um, but yeah, I'll never forget that morning. because no. And my parents were laughing, and he was laughing. He was in stitches. Just thought it was the funniest thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking it was going to be something good. It had to be. And it was a freaking air freshener. <laughs> but that was him. Yeah. Yeah, one year I think I got a hairbrush when he did that. Yeah. That would have been quite the wrapping job on that, too. Oh, my gosh. And he would always trick me, like, oh, don't cut it. You don't know what's in there. Uh-huh. You know? So you couldn't cut it. Because, like, what if you broke whatever he gave you? Oh, man. Tricking you to think that it's, like, really good. Yeah. I think one year he gave me a wrench, you know? A just, wrench. Well, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, him and my dad. Gifts, uh, you know, I got, like, a tire iron for my dad one <laughs> Christmas. Here you go. He didn't even wrap it. No. Is under the tree. I was like, who's that for? He's you. Oh, thanks, yeah. Dad. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's funny. <clears throat> Not funny, but, um, you know, people always say, like, good comes from bad. Mm. And one good thing for sure that has come out of all of this is uh, my relationship with my parents mm-hmm. is unbelievable. Like, they're my best friends. Um, it's always been good, but it's just next level now. Yeah. And, uh, and my relationship with Derek, mm. I mean, we, we had only been together just over a year when this happened. Um, you know, I just lived with him for a few months mm-hmm. and, uh, I mean, I was not always the kindest person after it happened. I had a lot of anxiety issues, um, you know, worried about my safety and, mm-hmm. you know, locking the doors, the... I would get up maybe four or five times a mm-hmm. night just to lock the doors, you know, mm-hmm. and not, and I mean, the guys were caught, like there was no, I mean, anxiety is not a sensible thing, um, but in my head, it was, it was so a, real, it was so real, and, uh, and I remember getting so mad if he wouldn't get up and just check the doors, even though he had already gotten up and checked the doors, mm-hmm. um, so that was tough, I struggled with that for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, to a point, I think I still struggle with that a little bit. I'm always aware of the exits and yeah. whether they're unlocked or not. Yeah. And, you know, so that has definitely affected me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I never really had anxiety until this event happened, which could be a whole nother story. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, he, Derek just, he pulled through all of that for mm-hmm. me. You know, he mm-hmm. must have seen something in me because, I mean, yeah. 
if the other shoe was on the foot, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, I mean, he would have been worth it, but it, it's hard to say what I would have done in that situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just because of who I am and how emotional I am. Um, and Derek is quite an emotional person, but he just, he was there for me. He handled it. He, mm-hmm. I mean, gosh, he went to the store for my mom and I to get some feminine products when we need them. Yeah. Um, he stepped it up. He was just there. He, uh, yeah, he's just an unbelievable person. Yeah, you're very lucky to have each other. Yes, yes, yes we are. You're a great team. Thank you. Yeah, I I feel like we're a good team, Mm -hmm. you know, and navigating the buying a home together and selling his home and then getting married and now having a child and, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that has happened since. Yeah this tragedy and uh it's just crazy Mm -hmm. to think that all of that has happened in a relatively short period of time rock solid foundation that exactly right we've we've built such a solid ground that Mm -hmm. yeah i mean sky's the limit it is as cliche as that is but i know i'm all full of catchphrases (laughs) um yeah, it he he's my rock for sure. Yeah. He's always been there. You're so lucky to have each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I am lucky to have him. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. So and I and to be honest, I actually don't know where I would be in my healing yeah. without him. Mm-hmm. Um because, you know, he would just he'd let me cry it out, he'd let me freak out, oh I broke a mug or two, like you know, there was just times where I just need to let out my frustrations, mm-hmm. and he just let me. Yeah. No judgment. I never felt judged by him for it. I mean, I remember telling him to leave me, and but he didn't. Yeah. You know, because he just knew. He's like, no, you're gonna be okay. This is. I'm here for you. And you know, sometimes he didn't even say anything. Mm-hmm. But that's what sometimes you need. Mm-hmm. You that know? comfortable silence. Yeah. Yeah, he's good at that. Mm. <laughs> he's the strong, silent type. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and I probably wouldn't have made the decisions I've made in advancing my life if he wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. You know? And then having Gordon, and then, you know, I actually ended my career at the Highlander, and I've moved on to another job, uh, a new job at Patient News, doing graphic design. And, um, that was scary too, just, you know, going Mm -hmm. back to work and at a new job to boot and, but he's so supportive that, you know, I mean, honestly, I feel like I could fly. In it to win it. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I'm very, very lucky. Heather, I cannot thank you enough for your time, honestly. (sighs) My pleasure. Yeah. Your time, your vulnerability, mm. your honesty. Thanks. It means so much. And I mean, even even for me, every time I hear you speak about this, I feel like I take more away from it. Mm-hmm. So um, as a friend, I, I do. I honestly, I appreciate you so much. I have so much love for you and respect. Thanks. And yes, everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Safe Haven podcast. As we wrap up, please make sure that you subscribe you like, share these episodes, and comment as you follow along. Your generous support keeps the sharing and messages coming your way. 
You can find the Safe Haven podcast on iTunes and Podbean, and you can also follow along on Instagram at the Safe Haven podcast for the latest updates. Thank you again for listening.